0: What does the average week look like for you? Sure, it may start with church on a Sunday morning, but by Monday, can any of us remember what the sermon was about? We spend so much of our time on just making it through the week. Helping our children with online school, balancing our job and our family life, finding time for our spouse or our significant other. But most of what we do related to our faith is crammed into about 80 minutes on a Sunday. Did you know, that in a week there are 10,080 minutes. If we're spending only 80 of those focusing on our faith, what are we doing with the other 10,000? That's what this podcast is all about. Hello everybody and welcome back to the 10,000 podcast. where We want to bring God into your 10,000 minutes each and every week. My name is Sawyer Trapp, and I'm our associate pastor at Arise Church Denver, and I'm joined by our lead pastor, Matt Wolf. Hey,
1: everybody. I'm just swallowing a milk dud.
0: Uh, <laughs> Finishing some Halloween candy.
1: <laughs> yeah. But hey, I'm glad that you're joining us uh, today. We're so glad that you're here talking with us. We love to be able to connect this mm-hmm. way, and I hope that you guys do as well. If you like this uh, format, if you like our 10,000 podcast, please like it, share it, review yeah. it, because that way Let other us people will find it, and, and <laughs> send us questions. M Wolf at AriseDenver.com and S-Trap at Arisedenver.com. You Still all getting said used it. to it. <laughs> We'd always love to hear from you and and hear what you have to say. Yep, absolutely. And, and today we're going to talk about this multiplication mindset. So, what is a
0: multiplication mindset? Our multiplication mindset is our last core value. We've been mm-hmm. wrapping up our series, but a multiplication mindset says that we pursue multiplication over addition to see the kingdom of god grow exponentially.
1: Mhm. That's right. And I think it's a really important thing in the spiritual world, but people really embrace this in the business world too. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the big thing. What is it scalable? Yeah. Like that's that's what people talk about when they're investing in a company. Is it scalable? Can we go from one restaurant to uh, 10 to 100 <laughs> yep. to 1000 if you're talking about restaurants? Can we get a box of food delivered to someone's house, you know, and make it not just we're adding one house at a time, but is mm-hmm. it scalable to Send the boxes all over the world, right? So that everybody has the box of food. Right. And exactly. nobody has to go out to eat anymore. Like, that's, <laughs> is it scalable? That's what investors want to know because they want their money to not just grow a little bit, but to grow exponentially. Mm-hmm. So, in the same thing in the kingdom of God, if we want it to grow, and I hope that we all do, then we should aim to have a multiplication mindset as well. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, how do we do it? That's the question. And that's what we're trying to do here on the 10,000 podcast.
1: Yeah, because I think for a lot of Christians, it's intimidating just to think, whoa, I have to grow. Right. (laughs) Like, how do I do it? Yeah. Yeah. I can't get over this sin. Um, Man, I just can't stand that person. How am I supposed to love them? Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to do evangelism. Man, I can't even, like, I don't even want people to know I'm a Christian because they'll think I'm, you know, who knows what. So it's hard enough for us to do it, let alone to think, hey, now I've got to pass this on to somebody else, mm-hmm. right? It's intimidating. Very much so, absolutely. So I hope today as you're listening to this, we can make it a little less intimidating. Mm-hmm. We can give you some of the how of doing it and make it
0: a little more impactful. So so how do we do it, Sawyer? I think it starts with... Um, as you said in your sermon, I love the way you put it, to take personal responsibility for one person. Just one. Just one. Yeah. It can be really daunting when you look out in the world and see so many people that don't know Jesus or that maybe are practicing a different faith or have no faith at all, and it can be like, well, what what can I do as one person? Yep. But if you have one person and you're helping one person, yep. I mean, that's going to make, that's going to double the amount of, you know... <laughs> People that you know that are believers, you know, and you um, and so it, it starts with choosing that one person, and maybe it can be as easy as thinking of somebody that maybe you've invited to church before, or maybe somebody in your life that has asked you questions about your faith. But I think what's often the case, at least it is for me, is that I'm not the person choosing that; God is leading me to that person. Hmm. Like that person just keeps coming up over and over and over again, like. They're asking questions about faith or maybe they're going through a really difficult situation and they come to you and say, hey, I'm going through this. Can you be there for me? Whatever the situation is over and over again, at least in my own life, is that the Holy Spirit is guiding me. It's like saying, this is your person. This Mm -hmm. is your person. And it can be really easy to ignore that. But over and over again, I think God is directing us to that person or maybe a couple people to take that personal responsibility in their spiritual walk. Yeah. And
1: we do encourage you to do that. I think everyone should have at least one person. Mm-hmm, absolutely. At least one person that you're saying. And I said look beyond your family because if everybody just focuses on their own family, we'll never see the kingdom of God expand. Mm-hmm. Maybe numerically after generation and generation if we're all having, you know, more than a 2. bunch of kids, kids I guess, right? yeah. yeah. I guess I'm already starting to with three kids. Like I'm, I can make a mark for the kingdom in God. <laughs> there but, you go. Know, it, to think a little bit beyond your family, like mm-hmm. who's the one person I could have. So, so pray about that. Think about that. Look for someone. And, and like Sawyer said, someone who's maybe spiritually open to things. Um, We've used the acronym here at church before, FAT, (laughs) someone who's faithful, Mm -hmm. meaning they're going to show up and talk with you, that they're available, that they have time to do that. Um, It's not someone who just had twins, you know, perhaps, and teachable, Mm -hmm. faithful, available, teachable. So you want someone who's actually ready and eager to learn just because someone is faithful and available, but if they don't have an attitude that they're wanting to learn, that's not going to help. Right. Like you, you can't go anywhere. And I think some sometimes we think about this, like, who's your one person that you can focus on? And you may think, okay, here's the atheist down the street, mm-hmm. okay, that, and that person's very far from God. Maybe don't start there. If God lays that person yeah. on your heart, start there for yeah. sure. Like, go after them. But it may be someone who is, is very close, maybe even someone who goes to church every once in a while. It could be someone who you say, wow, they, they go to church even regularly, but... Uh, besides church going you probably going to tell anything else about right. their faith other than that it doesn't matter because if the goal and i said this if the goal is to get somebody to the point where they can lead another person then if they're not doing that you could be the one to help them mm-hmm. you know sometimes it's a little easier start with someone who's already accepted <laughs> christ and say hey i'm going to take them and get them to the point where they can lead another person to mm-hmm. faith and take you know and be intentional with another person So, you know, just think of someone, okay, anywhere along that spectrum, how can I take that person and move them along? Mm
0: -hmm. And I think going off that, what you just said is taking where they, taking them from where they are to where you, God is calling them to, to that next step. And I think that requires a deep awareness of where they really are. Yep. So that would be really intentional. You have to be really intentional about being bold and asking those questions Mm -hmm. because, um, I've been in interactions with people where I think this person is following Jesus. And then as we start to talk about um, various aspects of faith or, or what their personal faith um, is like or what their beliefs are, once those, they start answering those questions, the image that I had in their, of my mind of what they were or what their beliefs were or maybe they're, whether they are following Jesus or not sometimes that's not the case. So we really need to dive in on the front end or maybe in those first introductory conversations really being intentional about this on the front end of saying, okay, where is this person at? And it doesn't have to be a situation where you like sit them down and grill them. Right. But we're going to have interactions with people over time. I think in this era, maybe it's over Zoom, maybe it's over FaceTime, but like having those opportunities of saying, hey, we just had this awesome sermon on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's what stuck out to it. From me, what do you think about that? Or hey, we just had this fun Halloween event at church this past Saturday. Having those opportunities at, in our in our uh, groups, we often talk about it as raising the flag yep. of saying, "Hey, I follow Jesus." Bringing it up in conversation as things come up, like, "Hey, what'd you do this weekend?" Um, you know, I did this. I did this. I went to church. The sermon was really impactful, and then that afternoon did some laundry. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be like this huge thing, but just helping people see that you're a person of faith and that you're open to having those conversations. Life is hard right now. And a lot of people are going through a lot of anxiety and depression and fear. And we as followers of Jesus may experience that, but we have hope. Yeah. And if people know that you're open and that you have that, they're going to turn to you in those environments. Sure. So that, that would be a good Good step. So you prayerfully considered, Mm -hmm.
1: first step, you prayerfully considered who that person would be, who God is leading me to. Because the great thing is God is already at work in people's hearts. Mm -hmm. So if God leads you there, like you can just show up and boom, the harvest is ready, right? Yeah. That's what Jesus said. Yeah, absolutely. Do his pick, you know. Um, So you prayerfully considered it. Now the step is to find out a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So I do recommend, hey, take him out to lunch. Yeah. Buy him some coffee. Say, hey, you want to you know, meet at the park with our kids, right? Mm -hmm. Play date. Um, I don't know where you are in that. Invite them over for pool. Whatever that situation is, it can be a little bit social, but it can be something that you can have a real conversation Mm -hmm. and ask them some questions get to know them get to know their spiritual life what's church like for you you know or you see them in church Mm -hmm. maybe it's someone that you see in church like what do you think what do you think about the message and so have those conversations over coffee over Mm -hmm. a burger Mm -hmm. and I I would say start there because you may realize at the end of that conversation this is not the person for you Mm -hmm. or you thought they were and even they seem to be ready but you realize uh, we don't have chemistry there's no connection there I don't think I want to spend time with this person or they don't want to spend time yeah. with me. Um, whatever it is, you may say, hey, this isn't the right person, and then just start over again. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I, I remember one time I asked a guy to be my mentor, and he's like, no way. And I was like <laughs> uh, really bummed at the time. Yeah, and also crushed. but really glad that he mm. said no because it opened the pathway for other people. Um, so you've done that, you had the conversation, so you get to the end of that conversation and this is the person you're saying, this is a person I want to invest in spiritually. I'm going to take spiritual or personal responsibility (laughs) for this person's spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. What next?
0: I would say next is being bold with that step and maybe that Mm -hmm. next step action step would be, Hey, come to church with me this Sunday or Mm -hmm. Hey, um, I'd love for you to join my community group. I'd love for you to um, continue meeting with me. Let's schedule a time over the next couple of weeks to meet together regularly, and maybe start to read the Bible together, or just have another conversation. But I think it can be so easy to have that first great conversation, and then not make a next step, and then it gets a week, two weeks, month down yeah. the road, and you know you're like, oh my gosh, this person, yeah, for
1: sure. What I would say is more than likely, nine times out of ten. Is that you have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. If you're going to take personal responsibility, this means not only am I going to care about my own personal spiritual growth, but I'm going to take responsibility for this person's as well. So so say, hey, I, I realize this person is really struggling because they just lost someone in their life. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I remember I read that great book on grief, um, you know, what, whatever it is.
0: Uh, walking with God through pain and suffering. That's a great Highly book. Highly recommend. Tim Keller. Um, an excellent,
1: <laughs> excellent book. And you're like, okay, oh, w- would you want to read this book with me? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, let, let's read this book together um, and let's just discuss one, one chapter a week. Are you interested? You'd be surprised how many people would say yes. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, I got this Bible reading plan on U version. You want to do it with me? And maybe once a week we can get together and chat about what we've been reading over U version. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, it can be, like, a very theological book, like Walking with God <laughs> Through Pain and Suffering, or it could be something a little bit simpler, more mm-hmm. devotional type. Um, wh- who knows? Whatever, like, Mere Christianity is a great one for mm-hmm. starting faith. Uh, the Problem of God is a book I've highly recommended for someone who's, like, really struggling with some deep philosophical questions about faith. Mm-hmm. And you say, hey, well, let's take this, read it together, but be intentional out of plan. So you look at it. There's 10 chapters in the book. Hey, we're going to get together for 10 weeks, Okay create the calendar invite create the alarm <laughs> make right. sure that you are taking it, the, the personal responsibility for it if it's just one person uh, I mean uh, we say take responsibility for one person but maybe get a buddy yeah. maybe get a friend that's already on your spiritual level and, and say hey would you do this with me and now you got three people so you got another person to help you mm-hmm. and there's going to be three people having a conversation three people holding each other accountable Um, and and so you've created the plan, whatever it is for 10 weeks, we're getting together and we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. You make sure it happens. Okay. This other person will at some point get distracted. (laughs) Satan will do whatever he can to get in the way. Keep Mm -hmm. you getting busy. You're going to be exhausted. You're going to have a a huge assignment or a huge project come up and you're going to be like, I can't do this anymore. Okay. You've got to stick with it. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. You've got to stick with it. Cause that's where if you've gotten bold enough to get to this point, that's where people f- fail. Right. Yeah. Um, but you have the plan, see through it. Okay. One other step I want to throw in there. Okay. Okay. So we got, we got a few steps yeah. already. We, we said you prayerfully consider who this person's going to mm-hmm. be. You spend time with them to get to know them. You then create the plan Yeah. and you don't need a 10-year plan, right? (laughs) Like I said, 10 weeks, even four weeks. Four weeks. This sermon series, we're going to get together every week after this sermon series and discuss it lunch after church. Are you in? Okay, cool. Um, Especially if you're buying, they're going. Oh, yeah. There you go. (laughs) Um, So you're doing that. Okay, you made an intentional plan. But Mm -hmm. one thing I would encourage you to do at your very first week that you're actually doing this, Mm -hmm. you're sitting down for your first week to go through Tim Keller's book, (laughs) your first week of discussing the sermon together. I would suggest telling them the end goal. Mm. Start with the end in mind and tell them up front what you're going to want them to do. If the goal, the ultimate goal, is that they would be able to reproduce this and do this with somebody else, tell them up front. It might be terrifying to them, but just say, hey, this is my goal. I would love that you could do this too. Why do you recommend that, Matt? It's what Jesus did. Matthew four nineteen, Jesus calls the very first disciples. Mm-hmm. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will what? Make you fishers of men. I will make you fishers of men. I will send you out to fish for yeah. people, as yeah. the NIV now says. Yeah. Uh, I'm, he's telling them from the very beginning, mm. come follow me and I'm going to make it so people will follow you. That's what he's saying. It's a pretty big, bold picture. And you're casting vision for this person's life now. They may not have ever thought of themselves as being able to teach another person. Mm-hmm. They may not have ever thought of themselves as a leader. But you're saying you can be that. Now, n- don't tell them, if I do this with you, you have to do it with another person. <laughs> Maybe if you're a really intense person, you can do that and get away with it. Um, I, you know, some people, are better than, than, some people get terrified. So what I, I tell people is prayerfully consider.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Prayerfully consider when you're done that you would be able to do this with mm-hmm. somebody else. Okay, yeah, I'll prayerfully consider it. I mean, that's a pretty easy expectation, but let them know the expectation up front. Because then, if they do have it in mind, they're going to listen and think differently the whole process. Yeah. If I am told, hey, um, I want, uh, I'm going to give you some instructions. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so say you're taking a cooking class, I'm going to give you some instructions so that you can cook this, bake this cake, mm-hmm. bake this cake. I'll follow along. But if I, if I were told, you're going to not only bake this cake, but then you're going to have to turn around and teach somebody else, mm-hmm. you're going to be memorizing those steps. You're going to be listening closer, focusing, writing down, taking notes because you're like, oh, no, I don't want to lose anything in transmission.
0: Mm-hmm. And the, the extra benefit is, is I, I've read this about learning, is that it actually helps you integrate and memorize the content much better than you would if you're just seeking to learn it. If you're seeking to teach it, if you're seeking to reproduce it, if you're seeking to multiply it, mm-hmm. then it actually not only helps you learn, it helps the whole instruction go better, it helps that whole situation go better, and it actually allows you to reproduce it and to multiply it.
1: Yeah, and Sawyer so brought up a good point. Learning theory... If yeah. you are learning something to teach another person, you will learn it better. 100%. Period. And, and that's so true. Uh, I bore Melissa to death telling her about the last book I read. <laughs> but I do it because I'm like, if I tell her, if I teach her about mm-hmm. what I learned, um, she, she's like, eh, I'd never read that book anyways. And now I've taught her the gist <laughs> of it. I've summarized 10 hours of work that I've put in to give her these nuggets. But I've learned it better mm-hmm. because I'm trying to think about how can I pass this on to somebody else. So in the same way, like I do this, I think we should all do that as we're learning. But but if you set the expectation for this person, hey, I want you to pass this on to somebody else, they are going to learn that so
0: stinking well. Yeah, and I I think another added benefit, I think it's really easy, especially in our culture today, of having this idea of people trying to, I don't know what the word is, but like sneak people into situations, present something as one thing, and then maybe when you get into it, it's a different thing. I think it's only going to be more beneficial for us to be, intentional and open and honest on the front end of what we're trying to do. Yeah. And just saying, Hey, this is so my faith, my belief in God, my, my walk with Jesus is so important. I want this for you too. And not only that, like I want this to be such a part of your life that it becomes part of somebody else's life. Who's part of your life that it becomes this, yeah, this transmission, this multiplication, this, this chain of faith. Um, and I think, even though it is frightening, it is scary. It is being like, Okay, here's here's why we're here, here's what we're doing, here's the end goal, right on the front end. Even though it's a bit scary, it's a bit intimidating, I think it's going to really pay dividends in not only in all of our ability to learn, but just in that upfront honesty. I think a lot of people, especially in this day and age, really respect that. Sure, yeah. I think you're right on.
1: And this is so hard because the multiplication mindset, what we're talking about is not just changing one person's mindset. hmm We're saying creating a movement. Yeah. So this means to get passed on, to get passed on, to get passed on, to get passed on. It is so hard for it just to stop, to, to stop with one person who just decides, ooh, I want to just keep this for myself, mm-hmm. the retention mindset. Mm-hmm. But multiplication mindset, you have to instill that in the next person, and it is so hard to do. hmm You've got to work against everything in you to actually develop the multiplication mindset, especially if you're talking about passing it on multiple generations. Yeah. So that's why start with it up front, encourage them, and maybe even after you're done, ask them, hey, we just read Tim Keller's book together. Mm-hmm. Is there someone that you know that, wants, that would benefit from reading that same book? Okay, you don't have to learn new material yeah. that would benefit from reading that book with you. Have them write some down some names. Why don't you do that? Uh, I'll, I'll do it with you. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it with Just you. Just keep it going. Just keep it going. I mean, this is how I was trained, and that's one of the great things. I talked about the navigators
0: mm-hmm.
1: on Sunday. That's how I was trained in, in college when I really— I, I had learned a lot about faith, and I knew God had called me to be a pastor even at this point, but, man, I wasn't doing, like, anything <laughs> with it, right? Yeah. I was barely even growing my, myself, let alone mm-hmm. able to help somebody else, but Dave took me under his wing, he taught me, he trained me, He had me memorize scripture. And by the end of like my, so he started freshman year of college, second semester of freshman year, he said, Hey, we're going to have a Bible study on your floor. Okay, great. So we had Bible study. We invited everyone on the dorm floor. We brought in pizza and root beer. I think I've shared this Mm -hmm. before. IBC's investigative Bible conversations, right? You bring in IBC root beers and pizza. People come and they sit in there and ask questions. And then Dave was like, one guy came to Christ through that. And Dave's like, you're going to start meeting with him yeah seriously like yeah. I was a freshman college I've been doing this for less than a year I'm meeting with Dave and he's like okay now you meet with this guy and I started meeting with him while I was still a freshman mm-hmm. met with him and then I started meeting with more people and just you know talking to them sharing Christ with them sharing what I was learning and it's amazing that it can get passed on then after that to yeah. the next generation to the next generation and Dave instilled this in me I texted him after my message Sunday and I said hey thanks for teaching me man yeah um but we have to do that, and it's so hard to do. It works against everything that we have. Most, we just think retention, just keep what's mine. But no, we've got to go beyond that to addition, beyond that even more to multiplication. Yeah,
0: and I think this is this connects so well with the idea of what our podcast is all about mm-hmm. because it's really easy to think, okay, I, I go to church for my 80 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I make sure that I'm good. I've checked that box, and then, you know, the rest of the week, kind of, it falls by. Oh, I gotta get my eighty minutes again. That's that retention mindset. It's really easy for us to fall into the trap of just saying, "Those are my eighty minutes. I've checked that box. Or, I don't have enough time. Or it, that that that's a job for pastors or church staff." But the thing is, is this multiplication mindset really only works if we all make it our mindset? Mm-hmm. If we all bring that mindset into our ten thousand minutes and actually start to live it out, to follow the command that God calls us to to make more and more disciples. To not just make converts or not just add... Not just retain what we have, but to actually multiply. I, I love it the way you said it in your sermon, that it's not just we couldn't just end up with 14 or 11,000 people, that we could actually end up with a billion people who follow Jesus. Yeah, and that's just in 30 years. Yeah,
1: And that's just with focusing on one person a year. Mm-hmm. So who's your one? Yeah, And we'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Send us their name and we'll pray for them. Mm, specifically. Yeah, absolutely. We'll encourage you in that. Who's your one? We want to know and, and just focus on that one person for the next year seriously that's enough Mm -hmm. start there (laughs) start there we'll help you we we even have a program here we call it core groups to help people learn how to do this Mm -hmm. so if you're interested in that too send us an email we'll put you on a wait list for when those core groups are going to start in the future because it is tough and we'll give you even more tips on how to do that um but it's so important who's your one who's your person we want to know and we want to pray for
0: you for that Mm -hmm. absolutely Thank you so much for listening. We hope that this doesn't just stay in your ears, but it actually transitions into your mind, into your actions, and into your 10,000 minutes. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya. Thank you so much for listening. Sawyer Trap again, our associate pastor here at Arise Church. If this podcast has impacted you, if it's made an impact on the life and the way that you live, we want to encourage you to do three things. The first is to subscribe. To get this podcast weekly on whatever device you're listening to. The second is we want to get to know you better. Perhaps we've never met you or you've never got the opportunity to join us in person for one of our Sunday morning services. We want to get to know you better. The best way to do that is to have you fill out a form at AriseDenver.com new and we will reach out to you personally to get to know you better. And the last thing is if it, this podcast has been a support in your life, if it's been an encouragement, we encourage you to support us. We're all based on your donations, and we want to continue to make an impact in this community for Jesus. So if you visit AriseDenver.com give, you can support our mission in this community and help more and more people follow Jesus. Thank you so much for listening.